Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Eric, we got AJ, we got Rudo as the Avs win 6-3 to three over the Washington Capitals. Uh, it was a good game. I, I think a lot of positives to take from this, especially uh, the Avs' first win of this road trip. Also, some, uh, some things you might take issue with as well, though. So we'll get into all of it right after this 60-second rundown. Avs started great. They really jumped on Washington early. They get up two goals. You're feeling good. And then they have 50 seconds of just rough hockey where they take some tough bounces. They make some mistakes. And all of a sudden, it's 2-2 halfway through the first period. Uh, The score would remain there for the first, but uh, really maybe even leaned Washington's way even through the second half of the first. Then the second period comes along, and the Avs uh, really start to put it together. They play some solid hockey. They kind of dominate the period, and they are rewarded with two goals in that period. Uh, Arturi Lekkanen, the man of the moment for Colorado, really putting them into a winning position. Third period, I really don't think the Avs played that poorly, maybe a little bit conservative at times. Uh, Unfortunately, a made-up penalty costs them a goal to make it 4-3, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But they're able to close it out, picking up two empty netters for the W. Uh, Rewind it all the way back. Avs get the first, not goal, but two goals of this game. Knowing what comes later in the first period, are you happy with that start, or is it disappointing that they gave it away? Love the start. Okay. Um, I mean, they they came out and had uh, the very first shift of the game. They had a three-on-one. Yep. With Nathan McKinnon with the puck. Yep. Not bad. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm thrilled with it uh, with the with the start, and because it it was not like their two goals were particularly fluky in any way. No. It's a nice play by Miles Wood. To uh, spring, to Ross, spring Colton, Ross Colton yeah. for a breakaway. He scores. Great. Yep. And then you have Devon Taves with uh, two Avalanche players and two Caps players in front of Charlie Lindgren screening him. That's just good hockey. You earned that 2 nothing lead, and you uh, they give it away, but you don't feel like you really earned a 2-2 tie after the first, especially the second goal that... Goes off goes, of Lecky's yeah, skate. Yeah, goes off of your own player and into the net where you're just kind of like, that's not, I mean, they throw a puck in the middle of the ice and they get lucky, and yep. that's hockey sometimes. But I really didn't I didn't think that it was a bad period for the Avs. It's disappointing how it ended, but the start is great, and then some, you know, it's hockey a really things awful. Happen, yeah. It's a really awful turnover by Josh it Manson is, that no creates doubt. their first goal. Um, and then you get unlucky on the second one, and you know, I think that, Manson was the second goal, but yeah. That's the car cheating was the first goal. You're right. Yeah. My bad. Uh cheating's the wrong word. You're just covering the wrong guy. Yeah. But it was it was bad coverage. Yeah. And right place, right time. Yep. The Avs would get one of those later in the game, so you know, it feels like it kinda evened out. Yeah, and I, but the uh the second goal, they get they get lucky. It's a it's a it's a bad play by Josh Manson. You're right. Uh, and, and then, then they still need a bounce. Yeah. yeah. I mean here's what I liked about that. They're on a four-game losing streak. They haven't won a game in the road trip. 
they take the lead to nothing. It was entertaining hockey the first 10 minutes. It was yeah. fun. I mean, both sides. I was like, whoa, <laughs> can't keep that up all night. You know, but um, and when you're fragile and then you give up two like that, you know, bad luck or whatever it is, you get out of the period, you just feel like sorry for yourself. You know what I mean? It's 2-2. Two, two, you're like, oh, you got to be kidding me. That's what I'm saying. I love that team i love the leadership you know what i mean so they didn't get down they didn't get and then they what did they do they come out on the second uneventful for a bit but still they take the lead and then just panic and go oh my yeah. god we're struggling tonight again this is just not our road trip you know so i like that they stopped the bleeding they went back to work and put their working boots on and you know were able to take the lead again forget about the rest of the game but i'm talking about in the second i want to back that conversation up talking about georgiev tonight because yes he does give up three goals it does end up being an under 900 save percentage but you look at this game and the first goal is a puck that gets deflected he still makes the initial save on the rebound is what it is you can't ask a goalie to really control a rebound on a puck that gets deflected three feet in front of him and then the second goal like you said it's off of lekin and skate there's nothing georgiev can do on the second yeah. one at all the third one on one hand maybe you could ask him to be a little bit better on it on the other hand it's Alex Ovechkin, man. Yeah. He's the greatest goal scorer to ever live. So it's an it's an OV one timer. It's a it's a missile. Yeah. <laughs> uh I still don't think that's a good goal, but which fair. I'm I looking at fair. it. I'm looking at it and I'm saying I to me I have I have a problem with Georgiev on one of three goals. Uh, one of them I have no issues whatsoever. And the yep. other one is just you're just kind of like, this is just a normal hockey play. And sometimes I, I don't really even have like a lot of blame to go around on it. Yep. And, and to be fair with it, you might have a problem on that goal, but he also made some big saves, including a, yes. a, essentially a breakaway save on Nick Albay-Kubel, who walked Sam Gerrard in mm -hmm. the second period and, and a couple of other large ones as well. So yeah. like on when the, the game was 2-2, he made his best saves of the game. Correct. Is that, is that when Drew Drew yeah. shot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did make a great save on Jonathan Drew. It's true. No, no, he was uh, fine. But uh, certainly not a night where you're looking at Georgiev and really asking for significantly better. And you know what? The Avs have a pretty good chance of winning anytime Georgiev holds a team to three. Yeah, I mean, because they're, they're that good offensively most yep. nights. Especially when you scored one of those goals. Yep. Like... Literally. <laughs> you have an own goal. It's hard to overcome that stuff because an NHL team, just on average, is very likely going to score two on you in a game. So when they score the two and you give them another one, you got to find your way. They did that. Like, yeah. like, like we say, he just he just needs to be good. You yep. know? Doesn't have to be great. Tonight, I don't think he was – I wouldn't say he was great. I think no, he was good. Agreed. He was good, and they won the game. That's all you need to do. Uh -oh. And he wasn't in positions tonight – where he had a, really a chance to be great. You know, like there weren't, he, the Avs didn't hang him out to dry. He no. was never really under siege yep. for an extended period of time. Even in the third period when the Caps were generating momentum. had it wasn't had shot, outrageous. Yeah. It, it, and and it, the quality that they were generating just really wasn't there. Yep. So they might have built momentum off of the third goal from Ovechkin, but it was not... It was not like it was uh, the, he was ever inundated with a bunch of really, really good opportunities. He gets beat the one time, it goes off the post, and then off his back, they cover it, they get away with that one. Great. Yep. He locks it down the rest of the way. He gets you out of it. And, you know, right now, right now the 
the the main request from everybody in the avalanche kingdom country fandom land whatever <laughs> holy grail is that just be better than the other guy just yep. be better continue to give the team a chance be better than the other guy stop giving up three goals on 11 shots or whatever <laughs> you know be better than the other guy he was better than the other guy yep yeah i agree the abs never trailed in this hockey game so he was good Hard to lose if you never trail. Uh, I want to go kind of instead of chronologically here from the top down with the Avs lineup because I want to start with McKinnon and Rantanen. <clears throat> the first line was kind of weird. It was Druin at times. It was Lekkinen at times. Let's go with McKinnon, Rantanen, and Druin. First of all, Druin with a zero-point night was amazing. Best player on the line finishes with zero yeah. points. Line mates each finish with two. What can you do, man? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was his best game as an for me. That was his best game. So I don't always look at points, right? And yeah. it's not fair sometimes, but I thought he was great. And I think that's where he belongs. He belongs yeah. with those two. You know, there's let's not overthink this. He's been great. It's it's a bigger sample now. It's not just, you know, ten games. It's we're talking about what, twenty, thirty games, right? At yep. least. That's where he belongs on this team. That's where he's helpful. That's where he can make an impact, and he's, he's and he's having confidence. He made some sick plays tonight. Like, could have had a five point night, you know. So, I thought he was outstanding. And and, and the point I want to make with these top guys, especially after this four game losing streak that the Avs just got out of, and there was a lot of discussion about, oh my God, the Avs needed to see, they needed to see, they needed to see. Yeah. They still need to make a move there. But you can see when the Avs lineup at the top plays well. You get multi-point nights out of a McKinnon and Random that really didn't play that well in this game, in my opinion. You get a great game out of Drew, and if, even if he doesn't produce any points, do you still need to help them? Yes, but you can see how it's a good team even while they're lacking that thing down the middle. And, and you have to be really encouraged. Logan O'Connor gets taken away. He's not. He does not play in this game. Yep. He's kind of been their X-Factor guy this year that he's been their fixer wherever the lineup has really had a problem outside of a 2C. Yep. Can we just, yes, <laughs> we get it. Um, he's he's elevated every line he's been on. He doesn't play in this game. How do Wood and Colton do? Just fine. Ross Colton has a two-point game. Miles yeah. Wood scores the he second a, empty net He goal. has a two-point game as well. Oh, yeah. he does. Yeah. The he made a nice pass. The, yeah. yeah. Yep. So you're, and, and so much of the conversation when we talk about the abs is, okay, those top guys are special. They're going to give you, you would say a goal a game, but this year it's been a lot more, more like, like two, two goals three. a game. <laughs> yeah. Where else are you going to get it to, to get to get across the finish line, to, to get enough goals to win the game? Yep. Well, you got two out of that line. The first one of the night comes from Ross Cole. Yeah, but. your goals one and six come from that line. Yep. Goals four and five come from your top line. Yep. And then, obviously, you get some defensive production in there as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. But Not even that much. You had three points out of your defense tonight. Yeah, fair. For most teams, that's a lot, though. I know. And for the abs, it's kind of like <laughs> an average night. Yeah. Like, all right. Fair enough. I'm uh, I'm not going to argue with it too much. Uh, before we get into our, our next group of guys, we yeah, are three. brought to you by the fantastic folks over at Illegal Pete's. Can't recommend these guys enough if you're looking for a burrito. They're the way to go. Uh, sign up. 
with Illegal Pete's. Get in with their happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. Uh, you can get a bunch, of, a bunch of awesome stuff from them. Their queso, maybe the best in the state. I'm not going to lie to you. It's super duper good. Go check them out. They have uh, 12 locations in Colorado now. There's there's one near you if you live somewhere in Colorado. I bet you. So go find one, including one right next to the DNVR bar. You can uh, go pregame there before coming to hang out here. Uh, and then once you got your burrito in hand, go over to Bet365 and uh, get your betting on. Go uh, go win some money. I won some money tonight. I should have won more money, but uh, really got uh, got jobbed on the win the first 10 minutes. But yeah, he's enjoying some ice cream. I don't know. Ice cream on air. Must be nice, man. Yeah, Live that's the dream. Awesome. Uh, go with Bet365. If you want to follow my bets, the OV goal felt like an easy one tonight. That one hit. Uh, plenty of options, whether it be hockey or other sports. When you sign up with the code DNVR365, which please do, let them know we sent you over there, uh, you bet $5 on any NHL game and you get $150 in bonus bets. So that's just $150 free to play around with, win yourself some money, have a good time. With Bet365. Use that DNVR365 code today when you sign up from the QR code. Uh, of course, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone you know has a problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I, uh, I intentionally put Druin on the top line because I want to talk about our three stars of the game together here. Uh Starting with star number three in, in Bowen Byram. Byram is an interesting one on this list because of this group, he's the one I think we've been asking to see more out of the most this year. Yeah. And this was it. This is the Bowen Byram that the Avs need is what he showed tonight. Well, here's where it starts for me with him. We talked about him in the pregame, right? I feel that he elevated his heart rate. You know what I mean? And, and he was engaged in the game. He was trying to be an impact player. His stick was awesome a few times defensively. He jumped up on the play at the right times. He actually attacked the seam and and and, and, and the net there um, in the offensive zone. A couple assists, we said? Or, two, yeah, assists. two assists. Two assists, yeah. Um, I, I thought he was great, and the Avalanche need Bone Byron to play like this on a nightly basis. You know, what I mean, we all know, uh, you know, it's been an average season for him, right? A lot of ups and downs. I mean, ebbs and flows. Here's what we need now: Avalanche Nation, or like AJ just called it, or whatever it is. <laughs> um, they just. This is the standard for Bo Byron. This is not a call up. This is not Sam Malinsky trying to feel you know feel your way this is he needs to be an impact player down the stretch here and then once the dance starts you get the bone barn from two years ago in that playoff run so great start tonight if that's what we have to look forward to then that's awesome because he was sure delivered tonight it's it's night and day when you see him with confidence skating around in that offensive zone compared to when he's not feeling it, it they got to find the confident bow more regularly. And it started immediately. Oh, yeah. And it carried through. It wasn't he had one good period no, and then it was he the whole shut thing. off. Yep. He was activating and so good on especially the offensive side of the puck, which yep. let's be real. That's where his biggest problems have been. For sure. Defensively, you'd like a little bit better, but he really hasn't been bad. Not, no worse than when Josh Manson has an off yeah. or anything like that and, either, which but, he did tonight. But offensively, Byram's ceiling is so much higher. Mm -hmm. than what we've seen out of him. Yep. 
this season because we have seen it for stretches in, in the past years, before. Yeah, for sure. So we know that it's there. We know that he's got it in him. And to see it a little bit tonight, it, that's what's tantalizing. Yep, now, I I'm not, I don't want to say, we always talk about consistency. I'm not going to say he has to play this well every night because, boy, the abs would be very, very hard to beat if that were the case. But <laughs> give me six out of ten. Him looking like this. Not even with the production. You know, he gets yeah. kind of a freebie assist at the very end. But just the, Doesn't matter. the good looks using his feet and passing to break pucks out. Absolutely. Like yeah. he, was, he was so good. And you look at some of his best play defensively. The assist he does get on the empty net goal is the exact kind of defense that he provided Break him all up at night. The blue line, baby. Breaking up possession at the blue line, yep. turning it back into the neutral, turning turning it away, back into the neutral zone. In that case, Miles Wood picked it up, just fired it down the mm, ice, and things worked out. <laughs> yeah, the the Mike Breen bang, very appropriate there. Uh, so you know, but with Byram, it was it was the combination of the activation, but also the the zone entry denial at the sure. blue line, which is what he was so good at his draft year yep. that we talked about when they drafted but, him. This is what modern defense is going to all be about, yep. and what the Avalanche have highly prioritized in guys that they've gone to get. That's right. We are That's not right. looking to play defense in our own zone. We are looking to play defense in the neutral zone and right at the blue line, yep. and it. we're gonna. Push the puck the other direction, play with speed, and attack you with the puck over and over and over. And we saw plenty of that started specifically by Byram tonight, yep. but a lot of that team-wide. And that's why the Avalanche, certainly in the second period, the Avalanche ended up being able to pull away and separate and force Washington to chase the entire second half of the game. To your point with our second and first stars, what's the first goal of the game? Lekkinen gets the puck up quick. Miles Wood gets into the zone, and that catches Washington off guard, so Colton's coming down the middle undefended. Colton, being our second star of the game, Colton is, as I talked about earlier with the top guys covering up some of that hole at 2C, the other part of that tonight is Ross Colton ostensibly playing the 2C role right now. For Has Colorado. been playing the 2C role for weeks. And no one is going to stand here and tell you that he's good enough to fill that job permanently. But, has not proven it this season for sure. Uh, but on nights like tonight, he's doing more than getting you by when it when it's working. Yep. And you said it before the pregame show. You were saying like we, you know, what we he was at ten goals right before. Yep. yep. Eleven saying, now. You know, you said if he was at twelve, you'd feel better. You know, so now he's at eleven. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but uh, if he was no, at fourteen. I, I'd feel better. <laughs> you could tell from the get go though. He was on. He was yep. going. Uh, you score early like that, you feel good about yourself. And, you know, again, him and Wood, they always play good. You know, the production's been there at times. Has it been there all the time? Yeah. No. But uh, on a night like tonight, it sure was. So awesome job by them. And uh, the secret sauce. I know he's been back for a little bit, but was this really Arturi Lekkinen's return party from this injury? He yeah. comes back. He has a four-point night. He's a you monster. Could, you could definitely call tonight an arty party. Arty party. There we go. Ah. That's the uh, that's the review title right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, he's so valuable. He's so useful, right? I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife, whatever you want to call it. Like, touches a lot of areas of the game. And um, when you missed, how long did he miss? Like, I mean, uh, 30? It was like 25, 30? Oh, I think I mean, it, was it was 35 games. Was it 35? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. up there. I mean, when you do the math, it's almost half a season. Yeah. So, 
your timing sometimes it's not there or whatever he came back he was good and and there's so much trust there with the coaching staff you know what i mean so he's put in every situation he's like sometimes like we talk about it you you we they overthink this thing with him and you know let's put him there let's put him there but tonight he, i think he's found his groove i think he's back and a night like tonight only solidifies things like that mentally that hey you're back and you can play good and you know well, the injury's behind you and the thing with Lecky, look, first of all, the Miko goal on the power play, that's an all-world pass. Oh, yeah. Un unbelievable stuff. Awesome to watch. Yeah. But you look at the rest of the game and you're saying, outside of that pass, this is sustainable stuff. You have a nice breakout from him that springs his line mates. And then you have a goal where, yes, it's a very nice play from Byram, but Lecky's still the guy that has to charge to the back post. He still has to put himself in position. Sure, mm -hmm. the goal is free for him, but he's the guy who does the work to be in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Sustainable stuff. Obviously not going to score four points every night, but playing good his, hockey. His second four-point game of this season, yep. weirdly enough. And and the other part of this Lekkinen thing that I wanted to mention, particularly with Logan O'Connor out tonight, you saw Bednar willing to play him with the Colton Woodline. You saw Bednar willing to move him up with McKinnon and Rantanen for shifts. I think shifts. he wanted, he want, he kept looking for an excuse to put him on that top line because he saw Leckie was flying, but yep. Druin played so well <laughs> that he's like, oh. that it was just like, uh, <laughs> we'll split him up. They're both playing great. <laughs> but point being, Leckie is quickly becoming that fixer guy for the top half of the lineup for Colorado. Yeah. Something he has been for a long time and yeah. with no Val Nachushkin, there's no other choice really. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very important thing That's uh, what I that meant. Arturi Lekkinen continues to get rolling. Yep. That's what I meant earlier and, and you don't want to overthink it either. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like Val's not there, Lekki's there, but let's not overthink this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, He's when, only human. Yeah, when when Lucky's playing that well, there is a temptation to, to put him on that top line. Yeah, I know. But Druin also played so well that it was like, uh, I mean, this is a good problem to have. Yeah. And we saw Bednar, they, the coaching staff was comfortable sneaking Lecky out there. Yeah. Maybe, oh, hey, we have a TV timeout. Shift. We're going to, yeah. we'll, we'll change him out and We'll have Druin come off. We'll have Lackey go on, and we'll see how we'll this goes. We'll just leave Miko and Mac out there for three straight minutes. It'll Ex be fine. <laughs> exactly. You know, and then Druin didn't, didn't fold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you know, he kept him engaged in the game. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes you can go like, uh, tap your stick down. Put your, you know, oh, you're going to pull me like, off? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm playing well. What's going on? Yeah, but I, I didn't. I mean, again, maybe we're overthinking this as well now ourselves, but I think there would have been a time in his, you know, last couple seasons he would have caved in, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and that's good to see. And he came back, actually, and was even better than he was earlier in the game. So. A time this season. Yo, Ten absolutely. games into this yeah, season. He would have caved in, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Duran getting healthy scratched and all of us going, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Feels a lifetime seven ago. lifetimes <laughs> ago, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's such a... Give him credit. Seasons are awesome. long, man, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about don't overreact to the first 10 games yeah. just because they're the first 10, so it's yep. the only thing that you have? That was true of Drew, and it was true of Rijo. Two different it directions, but it was true, true either Gordon, way. It was true of yeah. uh, Miles Wood. True like, of just about everyone but Tatar, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's the way it goes sometimes, though. Uh, special teams battle tonight. Which, by the way, that was our three stars. New thing we want to keep doing for you. I know y'all like to talk about king of the game and stuff like that. 
We're doing a three stars angle for you. Hope y'all enjoy it. Let us know if you did like it or not. Uh, special teams battle ends up one to one each way tonight. The Avs power play on the whole, not just obviously the goal, unbelievable play by Lecky, that was awesome. Yeah. But their last power play of the game, too, also really, really strong. It, it was looked, really good. Yeah. Looked dangerous. And not only that, again, that was one of the keys, right? Win the special teams battle. The one thing is they didn't lose it. You know what I mean? Like at least it won one, right? They didn't lose it. it if you lose it, it's probably a different game. Sure. Yeah, if you lose it, you're. I mean, it's a disadvantage. You have to you have to make it up at five v five. Instead, they break even and they yeah. win five v five, and then they win at five v six too. So it's like, well, yeah, so not bad, good, not bad at all. Good formula for winning. Don't yeah. lose specialties. Don't lose it. Simply if, don't if you, win if it. It helps. But yeah, you break even. You trust your 5v5. The Avs are a pretty good 5v5 team. They sure are. But you're right. That power play was awesome. You know what I mean? It was fun. It was fun to watch. There was yeah. at least three, four chances. I mean. Lekkinen so oh, close. Close to another Wash one right in front of the net. Siege, and they could tell. They were like, wow, this is a lot to handle. You know what I mean? And yep. It was straight survival. It, it, was, yep. it was fun to watch. So that's where you watch the film after the game. You're like, eh, you know. Man, that was pretty good. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you haven't seen one of those on this road trip yet. There hasn't been one power play where it resembled that two minutes right there. Yeah. And for a team that has been memed a bit this year about, oh, the Avalanche second period is so bad. One, it wasn't bad at all today. It's their best period. And two, Avs haven't been as bad as you think in second periods on the whole this season. It, uh, there have been bad ones in singular games, and their second period is their worst period. Mm. But uh, that's only because they're really good in their, the third period, yeah. and they're quite solid in the first. It's not like yeah. the second has been a catastrophe on the whole. Yeah, and then the second periods were a much bigger problem, the first 30 games yeah, 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 yeah. of the season. Yep. And I, I don't want to say, oh, now all of a sudden they're great at it. I'd have to actually go and look, but... But people act like they're minus 30 in the second period yeah. or something. And even and that's even not when the they case. were down yeah. bad in the second period, they were like minus two. Yeah. Right? I think that was the lowest I saw it get. Yep. But then um, on the flip ad- side, they're... Admittedly, I haven't checked in a while. Yes. sick on the third period. <laughs> they were they were tops in the league. Yep. With the LA Kings. Yeah. I imagine that's probably not the case anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, but and you've seen some of that leveling out, too. They haven't been quite as unbelievably unstoppable yeah. in the third, but they've been better in the second period. And they've so. still been good in thirds. Correct. So, there there is a little bit of uh, of balance there. Um, the Avs won. I don't want to make too much of this conversation. I don't think we'll talk about it for that long. But that penalty on Josh Manson was just straight up made up, right? Like, yeah, it was. It was a work of fiction. Okay. Just the optics. Yeah, I mean, it's you're all there. It happens quick. Optics look like. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, I, it was a bad call. I mean, I, God, I hate that. I think the I think the frustrating part of the call is it comes so late. Yeah, it's in response to an injured player to an injured and then player. Tom Wilson is fine ten yeah. seconds later. They yeah. so it's it's an when you're saying an optics call, it's because it looks like Tom Wilson's hurt. Yep, but it comes so late. And if the situations were reversed, 
Yep. If they were in the other end yeah. of the ice and it was Nathan McKinnon down on the ice or Miko Rantanen down on the ice in that situation, would they have called that a penalty? Would the Avs up 4-2? Because I don't unlikely. think they would have. Yeah, I think it's yeah, unlikely. I don't think they would have. And disagree. that's where I'm like, this is this is what feels particularly egregious about calls like this. When you watch it, you're like, this isn't a penalty. Yep. And then, so you you follow up and ask, okay, well, why does it get called? And it's for me, it's the combination of those three things. It looks like he's hurt. The team is trailing. It's it's called so much later. We had, we didn't even know it was a penalty. Yep. Until way later. Yep. Agree. Forty five seconds later, Bednar is looking at the refs like, what yeah, do you he's, mean he's that's calling a him over, yeah. and he's like, and uh, he used adult language. Yeah. Apropos for the situation. Agree. But they looked at it four zeros, right? You know what I mean, like. You know what I mean? They got together and had a conversation yep, about mean. it and decided... And still made the wrong call. Yeah. Yeah. The only way that Tom Wilson could have ever gotten hurt was if somebody got an elbow up, right? In fact, no. Wrong call. <laughs> yep. And, it, and I again, I, we don't have to extrapolate on it. It's just when you make a blatantly incorrect call... Yeah. Uh, that directly ends up changing this game because Capitals do go on to score on it with Ovi's one-time goal. Well, and they build that momentum because yep. if you go and look, 5v5 in that game, That's nothing right. happened in the third period. Yep, There was nothing going on. The Caps had no momentum. They were not generating chances. Shit hadn't happened. They score on that power play. And all of a sudden, and the fire wagons are rolling. Yeah. game with 11 minutes to play. It's a yep. very different situation. It is. It, it changes the Total complexion of the game. Yep. Very frustrating. Uh, yeah. It, I I don't have a great answer for you because, unfortunately, referees are human. They're going to miss calls sometimes. That's just the reality. But uh, when one is clearly just not a penalty, boy, I don't know. Is there not a better system that we can have in place? It's just you can't penalize a guy because you think another guy got hurt. Yep. If you didn't see a penalty... It's not a penalty. What are we doing here yep. then? Yep. Yeah. Agree. I agree. All right. We can say we talked about it at very least. I didn't want to didn't want to have it go unsaid. It's but. a bad call and it's another feather in the cap of uh, the penalty or the penalty the officials need to have a post game media availability to where explain they just, that. Where yep. they just answer for that. Yep. Are any of us going to suddenly be happy? Is that ever going to change a call? No, but at least there's a level of accountability. You have to face the music on yep. some level. It, it, and you know what? If the ref comes out into that interview and says, I was 100% sure that he caught him with his elbow or whatever, we can be like, okay, you're wrong, but at least we know that's where you're making the point of this call from. And if a guy's 100% sure, why did you need three friends to come up with it? Yep. So Whatever. And call. We, would all, we would all feel so much better if a guy goes, I looked at it after the game. I and thought I got that it I had, wrong or whatever. I, yeah. I had seen the elbow. There was nothing there. That's on me. We would all be like, respect. Cool. Yep. That's all we wanted. You got it wrong. Moving on. That's all we wanted. Yep. Uh, all right. On that note, make sure your roofing is a lot less leaky uh. than the <laughs> NHL refing might be right now. Go to Red Hawk Roofing today. Get a free inspection. They will come out. They'll look at your roof. They'll go up there. They'll take pictures. They'll do a whole portfolio. They'll bring it down to you. They'll show you what's going on. Hopefully, it's totally fine and you're all good. But if there is something wrong, they can get it fixed up for you. They're the best roofers here in Colorado. They're even available 24-7. So if you have a 
disaster happen, if a leak springs in the middle of the night, Red Hawk has your back. Go over to RedHawkRoofing.com today. Get a hold of these guys at very least. Get the free inspection from them and let them know that DNVR sent you over there. Uh, and then we're brought to you by the folks over at Game Time. When, uh, when you got a little bit of extra money to spend, you want to go catch some tickets after this uh, one more game for this six-game road trip. And then the Avs are finally back at home. And you can go to the game with tickets and watch them. That's where your game time comes in. When you use code DNVR, you get $20 off your first purchase. And game time guarantees you'll find the best price on tickets with them. Bunch of amazing deals. But most importantly, if you find tickets cheaper somewhere else, game time will reimburse you 110% of the ticket price. So you always get the best deal with game time. Go check them out. Download the app now. There's a link down in the description of the video. And be sure to use that DNVR code with GameTime to get $20 off your first purchase. Join over 15 million people using GameTime right now. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let me ask you this, because I think we all agree they played very well in the second period. The first period, there was a lot of good. There was some bad. <clears throat> the third period, uh, maybe a touch on the conservative side for us, but still a solid period that got the job done. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah, I agree. Okay. And I'll say conservative for one reason is when, when you've lost four in a row and you're on a six-game road trip. You're just asking for it you're to fall just apart. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm not saying it's the turtle effect. I'm saying it's the human nature yeah. effect. Yep. So I think that... It worked out good. And like we talked about, Georgiev made some key saves at key times tonight. Yeah. And I think in the third, he made a few in the first, right? So I think everything fell into place. Obviously, uh, they made the plays that they needed to on the empty net uh, to make sure that it wasn't going to get closer uh, or or tied, actually, at that time. So it worked out good. Uh, I'm not worried about their... uh, conservativeness if that's a word in the third but uh i thought they 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 did what they had to do to get back on the w call i think when you're talking about four game losing streak six game road trip i think that it's a it's a team that especially one of the goals against is you know it's an own goal Yep. The other one is uh, the greatest goal scorer ever, rocketing a one-timer off on a power play that should have never happened. Yeah, it's a more more than a team playing conservative. It's a team waiting for something bad to happen to them. Sure. And so emotionally, I thought it was it, that's the test. Is how do you handle that adversity when you're expecting something else to bad had yeah. something bad to happen to you when you're almost not necessarily expecting to fail. But you're almost like waiting for the other shoe to drop on what has been a good game where you've played well. And so I thought that was that was what I was most interested to see. And they played like a team that lacked confidence in that situation in just given recent events. Yeah. Sure. Given the last couple of weeks. So that's a natural thing. Yes, they've been very good in third periods. Yes, they've successfully protected an awful lot of leads this year. And they ultimately did in this game, too. And, exactly. And, you know, a 4-2 game got to 4-3 and finished 6-3. Yeah. It's hard to be like, this they were so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there are levels to it. But I do think that it was a good confidence-building kind of situation. And, uh, and, and I thought my major takeaway here was the personnel. 
Sure. Using the McKinnon, Rantanen, <laughs> Lekkanen trio a lot. Uh, yep. A lot. I mean, they just kept firing pucks at the empty net and missing them and missing them. And then they finally get a puck <laughs> out of there. They get an easy one. Was really hoping Lekkanen was going to take the clapper. Yeah, that would have been fun. And then, then they switch. Then they put Colton and Wood <laughs> out there. And they get the second empty netter. But... It, w- it showed you that not only is it a team playing a little bit tight in that situation. It's a coach. <laughs> it's a coach that doesn't have a lot of personnel that he trusts yep, in that spot true. either. And, and you kind of led into the next point that I want to ask. If you're the avalanche, you get the win tonight. You break the slide. Are, how much are you digging into the minutia of, like, these were the issues in this game? Obviously, they're an NHL team. They work mm-hmm. to get better every day. But are you really drilling down into that third period, or are you dapping up the guys who did well and moving on? Yeah, I'm drilling down because you have you have higher expectations as a as a as a group than winning a game in February in Washington. Fair. Your expectations are to get to the absolute highest level that you can as a team, and that wasn't the team that we saw out there tonight. Definitely not. That's a that's a B game from these guys. Yep. So you're drilling down into it. You're yeah. not going to hammer it home, I don't think. Sure. But you this is the time of year where you're not tinkering anymore you're seriously tightening screws you're looking for answers in very specific situations like how do we protect a one goal lead you know right now the personnel that they have on hand it's clear that you know with no logan o'connor and no val nachushkin he loses two bullets in the gun there that he really wants one goal lead game yeah to try and to try and finish out a game yeah you know, Jonathan Druin was great tonight, but that's not what you're asking him to do. Yeah. So there's there's still there's still a lot of work to do there. There's still some building of trust there, but mostly, yeah, it's it's serious tightening of the screws time. They need to drill down into the details. That's the worst aspect of Colorado's game right now, the details. Fair. Yeah, and I think you 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 um you raised the points like you said, but I think um the aura, the smell you make sure it stays on the positive side, right? Because of uh, the situation they've been in on this trip. But like you said, it's a little different. And again, not making fun of San Jose, but it's a little different than the San Jose Sharks beating the Washington Capitals tonight and feeling good about themselves. It's a little different. Those guys want to be the last team standing. So there's some different level of expectations. Uh, And I agree with you, you know, tonight I think is that a perfect game? No, but it's certainly the number one thing to do tonight was get the W, you yep. know, right? And For then sure. they got it. Yeah. Was it perfect? No, but a lot to build on now to finish that road trip and then get home and then really yep. go on the run again. This is business time, not party time. That's it. Exactly right. Even if it was an arty party. It, arty was, party. it was a one-man arty party, yes. Yeah. Luckin and Wood throw a very business-like party. I bet yeah. it would just be in the sauna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be a sauna gathering. I don't even know if he'd want to call it a party. <laughs> no words said. Uh, I do want to talk about some of the negatives. Right now, the worst performance of the night is you, chat. We want to do winner shots. Where's our 100 likes? I can't uh, read that number. It's I'm like 68 or something. Oh, we're not even close. And there's like 250 of you in here. Get it together, chat. No, we're not even close. Come on now. Step it up a little bit. Uh, some problems that the Avs got through tonight. And I think this is going to loop around to Bowen Byram. Tough night for Josh Manson. It was a bad night for Josh Manson. Did not play his best by any stretch. Gets a made-up penalty, which really sucks, (laughs) but that was kind of his night. Yep. (coughs) And and, 
you know, an off game from Manson, whatever. We, I, we don't have to talk about that too much, but it reinforces the importance about what we talked about on the pregame. The Avs Ooh. defense should be capable of performing well by committee. If Manson is having a bad night, you should be able to move him down the lineup and move someone like a Byram up, which you absolutely could have done if you wanted to tonight. It, the Avs have that flexibility when guys like Byram are playing well. To this point, ice time tonight. Yep. Bowen Byram, 1842. Josh Manson, 1746. There you go. Reflected in the numbers. Sometimes it's not that complicated, man. And obviously, you need good nights out of guys like Kale, out of guys like Taves, regularly. But having trust in a guy like Byron, if Byron can put three, four, five of these games together, not the points like we said, but just the quality play, all of a sudden, you're, you have a Jared Bednar who is way more open to trusting some of these guys, giving them opportunities out there in situations that 10 games ago, maybe he wasn't. I agree. And that's why, for me, the I don't want to say revelation, you know, because I don't know the other word, but of that, I was both. You know, that's his yeah. best game in a long time. Uh, it was key because, like you just said, Manson had a tough night. Um, I'm not going to make excuses for Manson because he's been awesome. But here's what I'm going to say. It's a long road trip. <laughs> yeah. It's a long road trip. And when you're married, you have kids and stuff. Like, sometimes it just can, like, oh, I just... And I'm, that's your job. I'm not saying that it's... You, you can't be professional, be ready. I'm saying that sometimes you might be due to have an off night like he did tonight. And then... And that's why I said even more awesome that Bo picked it up. And then it didn't really have a, a slack there, you know, yeah. on their, on their six-man unit back there. Uh, they scored. They scored six goals tonight. And got three points out of their defense. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's good forward work right there. It just doesn't happen very often for them. Yeah. And really, the the three points were two from Byram and one from Taves. So it's not like it was. It's uh, not Kale doing all yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know. On that forward side, a, a weird night mechanically, right? Rijo is listed as the four C tonight. He ends up getting assists. In the game. Nice play by him. It was. I'm, I'm not even trying to fault Rijo. My question is... I'll Nine, phrase it. 9.30. 9.30, that's it. Yeah. What was Dermy at? Four or five. Like got to be low. 6.49. So yeah, not that low. Yeah. Probably got stuck. Oh, he did get stuck out there for yep. one really long one. Yep. In the third period where I bet that coaching staff was hard regretting that shift. My question is, and you guys can take this wherever you want to. You don't have to stick to it. Can the Avs keep doing this to March 9th or whenever the trade deadline is? Or yeah. does this have to get done before then? It doesn't have to. No, they can keep doing it. Okay. Look at where they are in the standings. Just fine. Yeah. The proof The proof is in the pudding that they can continue to do it. That it's repeatable. I like pudding. I like pudding. Like, <laughs> I... It's a texture thing for me, not a flavor <laughs> thing. Um... Uh, Occasionally, uh, though, some butterscotch pudding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the it is it it, it is sustainable. Unfortunately, it, it just is. Okay. And you know, if they, I I, don't, I really don't know what the status is, but if if Val Nachushkin were to come back, it becomes even easier to continue to do. I agree with that. 
Um, because then you will get a Logan O'Connor in that lineup, and then you will have a Val Natushkin in that lineup. All of a sudden, down the wings, you're kind of like, we're, we're Super really deep, not yeah. bad here. Um, it just it doesn't, and this is nothing against Freddie Olofsson, but that guy yeah. plays a fourth-line center game. He's a hard forcing. Yeah. yeah. Um, nothing more. <laughs> and and with Raijo, yeah, you'd love to see a resolution just to feel like you've got somebody else there, but organizationally right now the abs don't have somebody that they could just slot into that true so unless they're finding somebody to take him to to take Rijo on right now for funsies you know to just solve colorado's problem you know and the abs the abs are not going to be excited about giving up a second round pick just to get rid of him when at the moment they don't have a solution there are they going to call up an andre pavel are they going to call up a chris wagner to do that, are you really in a better position with those guys there than you are with Ryan Johansson? How I'd, much of a difference will they make exactly, in seven, especially if they've yeah. just decided, hey, he's going to play 10 ish minutes? Yeah, remember, it cost it go back two years, it cost uh, Calgary Flames a first round pick to have Montreal take on an ailing Sean Monahan. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm just saying. That was a guy with a major injury problem. I, so, I know, but I'm a little different. Saying, I didn't say it's the same cost. I'm saying, like, I mean, it's it's probably it, not going to be. You don't know where you yeah. slot in. Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know what the market is today for that. So, yep. I, I personally don't think it will be incredibly difficult to move it, but you've got to find a team willing. True. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, good response, chat. I'm glad we had this talk. You guys, you guys bucked up and got us to the 100. Yep, you got us to 100 likes. We get our vitamin W. We get our winner shots from Doctor Dubs here. We appreciate you. Gosh, it's been so long since I've done a winner shot. I know. I guess Uh, it has been for you guys too. too. Yeah. (laughs) Not since before the All Star. This road trip sucks. Couldn't do it without you. Team guys, Ruda and I, team guys, yeah. Tiff, Megan, we're all team guys. That's how it works sometimes. Uh, on that note, uh, we are brought to you by the folks over at Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Can't always be doing shots. Sometimes you need your uh, your beers, too. They're available in all 50 United States, so make sure you jump on it and get it at a local liquor store near you. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it. Uh, yeah, anywhere in the 50 United States, even Alaska, even Hawaii, you can... Uh, you can get yourself in on Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, also, uh, a new uh, a new sponsor for us here, Premier Members Credit Union. They're not a bank, which means that they do things differently. They're a credit union. Uh, they put their members first with higher savings, interest, and lower loan rates. It's a great way for you to earn a little bit of extra money on the money that you might already have. Uh, they have their new high-yield savings account. Uh, or you can earn 5% APY on your first $2,000 with their reverse tier money market. Whatever your goals, they can help. PMCU is all about creating a better banking experience for their community. And they are part of the Colorado community in particular. Uh, go get with them. When you become a new member at PMCU, you'll get $200. All you have to do is open a checking account and sign up for e-statements, and they'll just give you 200 bucks. It's that easy. Get nice. with them. Go to becomepremier.com to find out more about Premier Members Credit Union. I could use 200 bucks. Me too, man. Nah, I need the 200 bucks also. I like that your initial instinct was to just give me five, though. I thought about it, but uh, didn't. 195 to go. 
Is that about 200? I, that, that's close His enough. arm is yeah. tired. Two so, pumps. That's all I need. Uh, shocking. Uh, I thought you were a child of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Would have thought your wrist had more stamina. It's not that part that's losing the stamina. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we have some super chats to hit here. $4 from Zach, who says... Oh, it's a, it's a super sticker. Got it. Pear character exaggeratedly stretching his arms forward to offer a cup of coffee. I don't know. I, this is an early one. I don't think I need the coffee tonight. We're Same. out of here by nine. Yeah. We just got the... We've had caffeine, so... True. True. Uh, and then $20 from Drew, who says... Coaches should be able to use their challenge on penalty calls. If it stands, it's like a goal and issues a penalty. If it's a bad call, the ref that called it announces there is no penalty on the play. I effed up. Hard disagree. <laughs> I Look, Eric and I have talked about this a bunch. It's <clears throat> genuinely hard to watch college hockey now because of how much stuff they review. You got to draw the line somewhere, man. You just, I think the human aspect of it is important. Um, that's why I hate video replay. And I know you're supposed to get it right. I know, but then that's why you, you pay those guys and they're the best, you know, in the world. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't know. You have to draw the line somewhere else. You'd be at the video all night long. I mean, <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Is he looking at me to punch me? What's he doing that? <laughs> why, you disagree with me? I've I been agree. agreeing with you all night. I agree I've with the nice end. With you. I agree with your end point. I disagree with you've got to have a human element in there yeah, somewhere. That I, I, oh, actually I come agree from with AJ on this one. I come from a world of of baseball where I watch umpires be bad at their jobs and change games all the time. It sucks. The human element isn't necessarily a good thing when there are correctable calls. I don't <laughs> think that this is a situation where that's the case. And I don't, and because I do... I just don't know what the right answer is. As much as go. I don't yeah. like uh, leaning into the slippery slope fallacy, because I, I hate it. It's the worst of the fallacies. It's, it, is, it is a fair point of, is, is introducing more video review a good thing? Everybody <laughs> hates offside reviews. Yep. Everybody hates them. Yep. We've turned goaltender interference into such a chaotic mess that we have no idea what it really is anymore. Every time you think you have a hand on it, you don't. And the offside reviews have gotten to such a point now where we're like, we joke about, did he have control? We had the first Colorado goal tonight. Could have been. Could have been an offside challenge in which we. I'd like to know the answer. Would have talked about control. Here is what. I would say. So this is where more video video review is just a real struggle for me. Is more of it, I think, is a problem. That's what I mean. Yeah. Here, the thing is, I think there are probably paces where you could better use video review, but you do have to pick your spots. And and to your baseball point, why it's important in baseball and why it matters is because a strike call that if if a guy strikes out, that drastically changes the game. Yeah. If a guy is one millimeter offside, did it affect the play? At all. Yeah, and when you what? spend six minutes splitting the atom to figure it out, right. and you're talking about the parallax effect and all this shit, and it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> At that point, you're like, this has it definitely gotten silly. Zero discernible impact on the way things played out, that yep. he was a millimeter offside or whatever it might be. Yep. For example, though, the, the Game 7 disallowed avalanche goal, where yep. Arturi Lackanen is a full... 
Yeah, and he is like, a, a a measurable only offside. Yeah. yeah, and and they miss it. They it's an easy review. You look at it and you say, okay, we have to take that off. He's offside. Yep. Does it impact the play? Not really, but he's offside. That's an easy one. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Yep. They've gotten way out of hand with it. Where now we are seriously trying to split Adams here, and, and and that's where I think it comes into play with tonight because that Josh Manson one on a review would be an easy one. Yeah, it's not a penalty. The vast majority of the time, though, you're like you could. By the letter of the law, you can make an argument that this is the case. We just don't see very many calls like the one against Manson tonight, okay. where where what they what they have called it, it just it doesn't exist in yep. the play. Yep. Most of the ones, even if you're like that's a soft call, you can still say it's tripping. Or like yeah, they'll call it a slash, and you're like, well, you could call it tripping, whatever. It's, but oh, it oh, it it grazes his hands. It gets him. Yeah. It's a penalty. Yep. Yeah. So as opposed to literally made up. <laughs> exactly. Where the, what we saw tonight it really is the uh, the rarer instance of this is just not no. And we went like no. you said, we went down this road with offside and everyone hates it now. You're so. Right. But are, are we advocating to get am I I'm not advocating to get rid of offside reviews. I'm just advocating to simplify them a little bit. I you you have to define it better. I think we all Dude, agree. Give it a 45-second time limit or whatever. Use Pick a time amount. Use the Hawkeye camera that they use on the tennis tour yep. that can instantly show you ball was out. Yep. Ball was in. Everybody moves on. Barely disrupts any level of play. Instead, we watch the NHL try and split Adams in 240p. Yep. With their their the, with the first their standard made. definition webcams on the blue line. Serious, I'm like, are you guys <laughs> using the first ever webcam I bought in 2002? <laughs> what the hell? That's where the frustration comes in. For is sure. that you're like the the goal and the technology being used here are shit. Yep. Anyway, not the point of tonight. Tonight not at the all. Avs took their win home. It's awesome. They're back on it. They have a chance to salvage this road trip if they can get another one come Thursday. Coming out of it two, three, and one, you are one point yeah. short of five hundred. Is it good? No. Is it? It's not. Can you get a buy with that? Sure. Yeah. If yes. you if you have a down road trip every once in a while and it's two, it, three, and one, that's fine. It is surviving the road trip. Yep. It was your hardest road trip of the season by a, a wide lot. wide margin, uh, given given the circumstances, given the length, and given the quality of teams that you're playing. Yep. Is that this Washington team and the next in the in their Tampa. their next game are the easiest games on that schedule? Correct. But they're the, also the hardest because they are your fifth and sixth games of a road trip. Tough look that they were in Florida, had to fly to Washington and come back to Florida. We were talking about this the other day. I was like, this makes no sense. Yeah. And then my rule, you know my rule coming back from a road trip, the home know, games and away game too. Spanked. It's yeah. always like that. But the difference. Two they have days, days off. Yeah. So there's two days. That is a huge thing. When if you had one day, I would tell you, yeah, don't go to the game. Turn the cameras off. Like just write it off, because it's just it just happens all the time. You should really write uh, it off anyway, because it's the freaking Coyotes. Mm. And ever since <laughs> PHNX started, those games have largely been booty. <laughs> but all I'm saying, they have two days. I mean, again, we're jumping the gun here. But what I'm saying is. Play the game Thursday, come home, and then it's wiped off. The and you have trip. a weird afternoon, yeah. it, late afternoon, Sunday yeah. matinee experience against a team that you play weird games against. Yeah. Great. It's essentially a seventh road seventh road game. Awesome. You know what they say about games that are booty? 
Gotta clap them cheeks. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here before I get myself into trouble. Uh, we are back for an off-day show tomorrow. Be sure to tune into that. Maybe we'll talk about this Phil Kessel nonsense in Vancouver, uh, as well as some around-the-league stuff. Morgan so. Riley. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. Super oh. fast conversation of us all being like, yeah, cool. Talk about all of the happenings. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us, and we will talk to you tomorrow. like the mayor. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.